0: talk to you for a few minutes from the subject, be who God made you to be. Be who God made you to be. By God's grace, we have come to the end of another year. In his divine wisdom, God has permitted us to come through 2018, and like Moses standing atop Mount Nebo, we're peering over into 2019, wondering what the next year will bring. There are always expectations that accompany this time of year. Somebody in here has an expectation of being thinner in 2019. I'm pretty sure most of those people had that same expectation at the start of 2018 and 2017 somebody wants to be stronger more resilient this year than they have been in previous years somebody has already vowed to be more successful and more disciplined in 2019. Someone has an expectation of being farther along their academic path in 2019. This is going to be your graduation year. Somebody has an expectation of being farther along their career path. Somebody is ready to retire. Amen. Somebody has a higher expectation of their family path, of, of their relationship path. In short, most of us have an expectation of achieving some level of personal fulfillment in the new year that eluded us in 2018. Well, if that speaks to where you are, that's... Fine, there's certainly nothing wrong with wanting to be all that you have the potential of being. But while you're thinking about who you want to be, I want to encourage you to think about being who God made you to be. I've discovered that too many of us focus on what we want to do. And too few of us ask God, what would you have me to do? In fact, focusing more on the latter will help us deal better with the former. Jesus said, if we want to be considered great, then we must make ourselves the servants of all. Jesus said that if we want to be blessed, then we must learn how to love our enemies and how to bless those who curse us and how to do good to those who hate us and how to pray for those who use us and persecute us. Jesus said if we want to unburden ourselves, then we must take his yoke upon us and we must learn of him. For his yoke is easy And his burden is light As we move into 2019 It's good to have expectations of ourselves But it's better to know what God expects of us And then to commit ourselves to meeting his expectation As I have loved you So should you love one another. That's his expectation. And we should commit ourselves to meeting that expectation. Let your light so shine before men that they will see your good work and give glory to your father in heaven. That's his expectation. And we should commit ourselves to meeting God's expectation. There are always expectations of us based on who we claim to be. And in this sanctuary, many claims are represented. Some claim to be lawyers. Some claim to be educators. Some claim to be accountants. But that's your vocation. That's not who you are. Some claim to be from a particular fraternity or sorority, and some claim to be from a particular civic organization. That's your affiliation. That's not who you are. But just about everybody in here ought to be able to claim that they are a part of the body of Christ that they are a part of God's church. And if you're in here on this final Sunday of 2018 making that claim, then know that there are expectations that accompany the claim that you are making. And you ought to want to meet that expectation. Instead of focusing so much about being who you want to be, you ought to focus more on being who God wants you to be. One of the most disappointing experiences of life comes when we fail to meet God's expectation of us. And one of the ways that we fall short is if we don't know what the expectation is. And so my task today is to be certain that you know what God wants you to be. As you move into this new year, it's important that you be mindful of the fact that we are not just about self-fulfillment, but we are about God fulfillment. Consider the text today and, and see what Insights we may gain as a source of enlightenment and inspiration on this day. The setting of the text was shortly after the baptism of Jesus by his cousin, John the Baptist. Yeah. The scripture says that, that, that when John baptized Jesus, as he came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit descended from above and came to rest on him. God the Father then spoke from heaven and proclaimed, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Then the Spirit drove Jesus into the wilderness. And there he engaged in 40 days and 40 nights of fasting and prayer. The scripture says to prepare him for his challenge of being tempted by Satan. Shiloh, know this today. Somewhere in this sanctuary, Satan is lurking. Somewhere. Maybe on your pew. Maybe sitting right now. I'm sure of one thing. You might not come to church every Sunday, but Satan comes to church every Sunday. Satan is lurking right here. Somewhere in your social circle, Satan is lurking. Somewhere in your family circle, Satan is lurking. Somewhere on your job, somewhere at your school, Satan is lurking. And it's just a matter of time before Satan confronts you. The old hymn has told us, my soul, beyond thy God, 10,000 foes arise. The, the hosts of sin are pressing hard to draw thee from the skies. Jesus had, had been fasting and had been praying for 40 days. And, and though he looked like he was vulnerable and weak, when Satan showed up, Jesus was ready. Shiloh, if you want to be sure that you're ready when Satan shows up, then you need to find time to engage in some spiritual activity in 2019. You need to find time to engage in regular prayer and Bible study. You need to make time to come to the Lord's house for corporate worship. You need to be engaged in a ministry of service on a regular basis. Good stewardship of your time and of your talent involves making a personal commitment to God's church. Don't make the mistake of relying solely on your human resources because human resources are only good for human problems. But when you're confronted with spiritual forces, if you're only relying on human resources, they will leave you weak and vulnerable at the time that you need to be at your best. But if you commit yourself to the Lord, if you learn how to trust in him, He will help you handle whatever spiritual attack comes your way. Forty days and forty nights, Jesus was in the wilderness fasting and praying, and then Satan shows up. And and when Satan showed up, he attacked Jesus on the basis of his name. In verse 3, Satan says to Jesus, since you are God's son, Speak the word that will turn these stones into loaves of bread. And in response, Jesus says, it takes more than bread to stay alive. Takes a steady stream of words from God's mouth. Now, I want you to focus in on that because in this response from Jesus, we can learn some things about being who God made us to be. First, I want you to see in this response that Jesus refused to let Satan define his identity. Hear the words of Satan again. Since you are God's son, speak the word that will turn these stones into loaves of bread. This wasn't an attack on Jesus' divinity, but it was Satan's effort to deceive Jesus into using his divinity in a way that would only satisfy his humanity. Thus, the real attack that Satan was making was an attack on Jesus' humanity. In effect, Satan was telling Jesus how to use the divinity that anchored his identity. And Shiloh, as we move into 2019... We need to be careful that Satan doesn't do the same thing with us. What are you saying, Brother Preacher? I'm saying this. Satan was right in his premise, but he was devious in his conclusion. Satan concluded that he could tell Jesus how to be who God called him to be. And church, it's always bad when we let anything or anyone try to tell us how to be who God called us to be. In case you've forgotten how you got to where you are, let me remind you, we've come this far by faith, leaning on the Lord. You didn't come here in your strength. You came here in God's strength. And when you remember who you are, when you remember who led you, when you remember who did for you when you couldn't do for yourself, then that ought to help you to be strong enough to not let anybody define who you are except God himself. I don't know about you, But I'm very sure of who I am. I'm an heir of salvation. I've been purchased by God. I'm born of his spirit. And I'm washed in his blood. As as we move into 2019, if we are to be who God made us to be, then we've got to be sure that we know who we are. And then we must also see that Jesus didn't let Satan abuse his spirituality. That's what Satan was trying to do. Satan said, turn these stones into bread since you are God's son. The implication of what Satan was saying was that what Jesus was going through shouldn't be happening to him because of who he was church you're gonna find yourself in a whole lot of trouble in 2019 and if you don't know how to trust in the Lord then you're gonna make a huge mess out of your life don't let your spiritual ego write a check that you can't cash Don't let your ego fool you into believing that because of who you are things that happen to other folk can't happen to you. Just who do you think you are? Everybody in scripture had problems. Find somebody who didn't have a problem and you're going to sit up here and act like you can't have a problem that's the basis of health and wealth theology that's the basis of prosperity theology that's the basis of naming and claiming theology that's the basis of lies and foolishness don't let satan cause you to fall into that trap satan was telling jesus you too holy to be hungry you too holy to be out here in the wilderness. And and church, somebody is being told by Satan right now. Whoever's voice it is, it's really Satan doing the talking. Somebody is telling you, you too spiritual to be in the mess that you're in. You've been going to church too long to be in the shape you in. You put too much money in church to be in the shape that you're in. It's a lie. But it's a good lie. And you know why it's a good lie? Because it's based on your egocentric preconception of who you are. You think the world revolves around you. And that's part of your problem. But note how Jesus handled Satan's lie. He didn't respond on the basis of, of human intellect or reason, but, but Jesus responded by going to the word of God. The Message Bible says he quoted Deuteronomy, but the King James Version says he says it is written. And Shiloh, you can never go wrong if you remember it is written. You can never go wrong if you build your life around it is written. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. It is written. Not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the Lord of hosts it is written in this world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer for I have overcome the world it is written don't get too big don't get too holy don't get too sanctified That you forget it is written. If you build your life on it is written, then God will help you be who he wants you to be. And he won't let Satan use your spirituality against you. One final thing I want you to see that Jesus did not let Satan misuse his purpose. What Satan was really trying to do was fool Jesus into believing that he was more important than the mission. And Jesus knew that the mission was the most important thing. Jesus was hungry. He was humanly exhausted. And and so Satan approached him and, and said essentially to Jesus, forget about the mission. Forget about who called you. Forget about why you came. It's not right for you to be hungry and you can do something about it. Forget the cause. Forget about healing the sick. Forget about giving sight to the blind. Forget about what the plan was before you left the portals of glory and came down here. The most important thing is you, Jesus. Jesus you need to be happy you need to be satisfied so so listen to me and turn these stones into bread jesus said no i'm not the most important thing i came here to fulfill a purpose i came here so that those who were in bondage might be set free. I came here so that those who were dying might have a right to the tree of life. I came here so that those who were on their way to hell might be able to stand on the solid rock of salvation. So I'm not going to forget about my purpose. I'm going to do what the Lord said to do. Because Satan is not about me, but it's about the mission. Shiloh, if you want to do better in 2019, remember that it ain't about you. It's about the mission. You've got a mission. And God expects you to fulfill his mission a charge to keep. I have a God to glorify, a never dying soul to save and make fit for the sky. You've got a mission to serve the present age my calling to fulfill oh may it all my powers engage to do the master's will you've got a mission must Jesus bear the cross alone and all the world go free no there's a cross for everyone, and, and there's a cross for me, the consecrated cross I'll bear till death shall set me free, and, and then I'll go home, my crown to wear, because there is a crown for me. Yeah. You've got a, you got a mission to perform. You've got a charge to keep. You have a calling to fulfill. And if you want to do better in the new year than you did in the previous year, then stop focusing so much on you and focus on him. Father, I stretch my hand to thee, no other. Help, I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, whither shall I go? What did thine only son endure before I drew my breath? What pain, what labor to secure my soul from endless death? And since I know what the mission is, I just want to tell him I'll go. I'll go if the Lord wants somebody. Here am I. Here am I.